the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. It is now day two of the government shutdown. Now, Senate Democrats need to open this government back up. Stop holding our troops and children's health insurance hostage. End this reckless shutdown that is inflicting needless uncertainty on our country. That is House Speaker Paul Ryan, Democrats demanding an immigration deal before they sign on to a short-term funding bill. Bank of America has confirmed that a high-profile senior executive has left the company, but it would not comment on reports of an internal investigation into sexual harassment allegations. Omid Malik, no longer a bank employee, spokesman Bill Howden said Saturday in an email, Malik's departure was effective the week of January 8th, Howden said, declining to comment further. More details at srnnews.com. Mike Gallagher says talk of a coup is no laughing matter. I want you to consider the seriousness of an attempt at a coup. This isn't funny. This isn't lighthearted. This shouldn't be just gossip. Watching people attempt to take down a presidency is starting to really get my attention. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Coming up next is the best and longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the second half of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot, so don't go anywhere. Before we get to that, quick weather update for you. A high of 40 degrees and cloudy skies for today. Tonight, Monday, and Monday night is a winter storm watch, but Monday a high of 32 degrees, snow likely for that entire period, and a high of 25 degrees and mostly sunny skies for Tuesday. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM-1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning into the show today. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in uh, via Twitter at hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N for any comments or questions. And hey, if you uh, feel like sending a text message, yeah, feel free, 651-243-0390. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I know uh, a lot of uh, fellow Vikings fans who are out there listening uh, starting to uh, feel the stomach churn a little bit as we're a mere three and a half, a little less than three and a half hours away from kickoff. The Minnesota Vikings taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game as the Vikings try to make their first Super Bowl appearance in 41 years. I will maybe talk about that a little bit uh, later on in the broadcast because I have a few things to say. Me being a Vikings fan for 40 years now, I... I I went back in time. I, uh, this is season number 40 that I have been actively watching the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, I've got a, I've got a little, per- sorry. little bit of perspective. Uh, you're sorry that I'm that old, or you're sorry I've been watching that, or all the above, maybe. I know? mean, I was going to say the Vikings, but you've been watching the Vikings for 40 years. But, I mean, the yeah. shoe fits. Yeah, it, it did, it did. Uh, it's, it's, there's been a share of stomach punch, gut-wrenching losses, to say the least. I felt like some of the demons were exercised last week. The way they won last week's game, because you can ask my wife. As soon as I, uh, it, as soon as uh, the Vikings won, I just sat in stunned disbelief, and all I kept saying was, "This is how they normally lose games. They don't win games like this. They don't win games in this fashion. This is how they lose." And to see the other team just stunned, 
absolutely uh, devastated. I didn't take joy in it at all because I know how they felt. I know how Saints fans and Saints, not the players, of course, but the Saints fans, I know how they felt. So I didn't take pleasure in their pain. But anyways, we may we may get to that later on, talk a little bit about the history and how uh, will this be the time? Well, uh, time will tell. I'll have a prediction, official prediction, of course, later on. But I do want to get to uh, some of the news from the past week. <clears throat> a lot going on. You heard a little bit of SRN news uh, about the government shutdown. There's been a number of government shutdowns over the last 20 years. It's not big news. I'm sorry. It may There may be breathless coverage of it. You know, and and politicians on both sides. You heard Speaker Ryan saying, Democrats are holding this hostage or holding that hostage. I mean, they use this kind of hyperbole, hostage-taking hyperbole every time. And it just gets nauseating. It really does. Uh, But uh, it will be interesting to see how this will impact things down the road. I I submit to you that it's well early into 2018 that so much is going to happen between now and Election Day. If the Democrats do not take control of the Congress, I have a hard time believing it's because they allowed government to shut down. And, yes, Democrats allowed government to shut down. You can go through all the chanting points you want about how Republicans control Washington, but you need at least five. There's 51 Republicans. You need at least nine Democrats uh, to go along. That is, if all Republicans unanimously vote to cut off debate, you need nine Democrats to also join in as well. So this idea that it's a Republican shutdown is laughable, and even even a media has a hard, a normally left wing complicit media is having a difficult time spinning this one. But I digress. Uh, I do want to get to obviously this past week uh, the Martin Luther King Day holiday, where every uh, third Jan- I think it's the third Monday. In January, where we honor Dr. King, a champion of, of civil rights, someone who engaged in a true resistance. I'm sorry, the, the, the women's march yesterday where the women were uh, marching around with uh, crocheted <clears throat> lady parts atop their head, okay, and screaming vile things in these marches all across the country. That's not a resistance, okay? You're not risking anything other than maybe a little dignity by how silly you look or silly you sound. Okay, I'm just saying. But Martin Luther King, in a time where there where Jim Crow laws were in place, government-mandated segregation, where uh, blacks and whites had to se- sit at separate lunch counters, use separate restrooms. I mean, if you remember the movie uh, 42 about Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, how they had a, a, a black entrance and a white entrance back in 1947. And obviously Dr. King came to prominence in the 1960s, and, of course, his uh, his famous I Have a Dream speech and the one uh, phrase of that speech that echoes loudly as he has a hope that one day his, full ch- his four children will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And he even had a resignation in his voice that, hey, I may not live to see it, but they're going to live be in this world long after I'm gone. And hopefully we can live in a world where they are judged by the content of their character. Now, obviously, Dr. King had no idea that, I think it was maybe five years later, he would be uh, assassinated and his life would come to a premature end. But nevertheless, he was he was fully accepting that, you know, maybe this may not happen in my lifetime. Who knows? And, and so to honor a man like that and to see a lot of his dream come true, regardless of how you felt about Barack Obama, I obviously didn't b- vote for Barack Obama either time, didn't support Barack Obama because I look at a person's policies and I'm not a fan of radical left-wing policies that Barack Obama possessed. But you can't help but be moved by the scene in November of 2008 when Barack Obama officially defeated John McCain in the presidential election and the Reverend Jackson in the crowd, again, say what you want about the Reverend Jackson and some of the derogatory things he has said, in his life, having genuine tears of joy seeing a black man elected president of the United States, considering what the Reverend Jesse Jackson prior went through as a youngster. Okay, he 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 grew up in, in in a segregated country. So you can't help but be moved by that, despite your opposition to someone's worldview or 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 their politics. Well, all that being said, it just I, I we're in an era where everything is politicized. Nothing is sacred. 
you all every you try to take any aspect of this country, whatever it is, sports, pop culture, uh, you know, icons of history of which Martin Luther King is one, and people try to fit them into their template of of them espousing their political beliefs. And uh, the uh, resurgent, I thought, put together uh, some inter- some of the uh, probably the worst takes on Martin Luther King Day. And, and, and it's sad that this is what we're focused on. Instead of focusing on, you know, certainly this country isn't perfect. Certainly race relations, there's still some issues. You know, they, they, uh, some of the discrimination that takes place in this country, not completely eradicated. No question about it. But... We, we've definitely come a long, long, long way over these past 50 years. And there's still some work to do. No doubt about it. We can never be content with, with, with any rights we have in this country. Okay, it requires eternal vigilance. You can't say, okay, woof, we acquired these rights. Okay, we're good. Well, no, it takes eternal vigilance. But nevertheless, you still have people wanting to politicize this particular holiday. And there was one in particular from CNN's Twitter feed where the tweet read, he's an environmental hero, he was a socialist before it was cool, and he never let a political disagreement turn nasty. Many Americans have turned MLK into a safe holiday mascot, but some say King still speaks in ways that go beyond civil rights. This is CNN's Twitter feed. And first of all, the one I couldn't help but notice is like, he was a socialist before it was cool. Well, number one, when was socialism cool? Who deemed socialism cool? Certainly not the citizens down in Venezuela who are suffering with multiple thousand percent inflation, okay, and 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 have no there no food down in the shelves because of government policies, i.e. socialism. When was socialism ever cool? And that seems to be the very opposite of what Dr. King was talking about, because socialism requires a one size fits all type of life where no one can have too much and no one can have too little and everybody is poor and miserable equally, basically. That, that's a complete opposite of what Dr. King was talking about. You know, he just wanted equal opportunity for all. Now, you can't dictate outcomes, which still some people still try to do. So, And an environmental hero, of course, this this is a thing that I saw a lot of. A, a lot of them. There was a Dr. King quote that, that was circulating around, and basically the uh, opposite of uh, standing up is, is complicity. We You know, the opposite of being... Some, I forget the exact quote, but something along the lines of, you know, being silent equals being complicit. And then people use their own progressive hashtags like, you know, uh, cl- hashtag climate change or, or whatever else. And it's like they try to fit their own worldview into what Dr. King is saying. And then if you don't believe in this leftist worldview, well, then you must be against the great work of Dr. King. I mean, that was a lot of the insinuations that I uh, that I'd seen out there. Uh, let me read. Let me read. Uh, there, there's some other uh, hot takes out there um, from, uh, I don't know, who's Thor Benson? Thor Benson always contributed to the Atlantic, Vice, the Daily Beast, whatever. Uh, lots of uh, Kaepernick haters honoring Martin Luther King Jr. today. As if being against Colin Kaepernick and disagreeing with the things Colin Kaepernick has said, like lauding the Castro administration. Or wearing socks that depict police officers as pigs. Because people despise what Colin Kaepernick has stood for in those particular areas. You must be against Martin Luther King as well. Seriously? Is that where he's going with this? And again, I I didn't particularly like that people when assassinated Colin Kaepernick's character because he chose to kneel during the National Anthem. You know my stance on that. I prefer they not do that, but I'm not... I'm not so outraged or offended by that because I understand why they do what they do because it is a platform and it is an opportunity to maybe have their stances heard. But this idea that we're supposed to uh, embrace Colin Kaepernick fully even after he lauds the Fidel Castro administration and even after he wears, again, socks with police officers being depicted as swine, all right, That's, that, we're against, that apparently we're against uh, what Martin Luther King stood for. And again, go to theresurgent.com. You could definitely uh, definitely look this up. Uh, it's an article entitled, From CNN to Samantha B. Here are the worst MLK takes. And, you know, again, it's with sincere regret 
that I read through these, uh, not be you know not because uh, you know they're easy. I mean, these takes are easily dismantled. That's that you know I get that. That's not the point. But that everything has to be politicized now. Everything. You know, can't anything be sacred? I mean, for goodness sakes, people are politicizing like Charlie Brown Christmas and the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving now. I mean, my God, these are these are. These are things that I enjoyed as a child, and to, for them to be politicized now as used as political pawns, it just it, it's it's just silly. Um, but this is where we are in this in this particular time. Uh, things are definitely better in terms of relation, race relations fifty years ago, but as far as the the uh, polarization of our politics, ugh, yeah, that's unfortunately that divide has continued to widen. I don't know what we uh, do about that, but. A lot to get to uh, in the uh, in the second hour or the second segment here in AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson, if you'd like to weigh in on anything I talk about here on the show, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in uh, via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. You've got faith and you believe in what you're I'm just so upset. I, I'm having so much trouble getting to sleep, only to wake up in the middle of the night worrying all over again. I'm wearing down. There's no one I trust, no one I can open up to. But I've got to find someone I can talk to. I can't keep going on like this. She found help, and so can you. We are Faithful Counseling, the world's largest platform for faith-based professional counseling. Our Christian counselors are all licensed, trained, and experienced, qualified and certified by the state board. But more importantly, we share your Christian values. Available 24-7 by text, messaging, phone, and video conferencing from the comfort of your own home. We'd like to invite you to try your first week free by going to FaithfulCounseling.com and use the invite code word, HELP. That's FaithfulCounseling.com and use the invite code word, HELP, to get your first week free. Faithful Counseling, we're here when you need us. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit rating, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly Payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. one 800 990 6976. I'm Ryan Barry. I have two kids in Heritage, one going into seventh grade and one going into first grade. The benefits are relationships and Christ centered teaching. Those are the biggest benefits I see. The smaller class sizes are beneficial for my children. They get more hands on, they get more individual teaching not distracted by as many students in in the class. What's important to me is the families. It's a community, very close-knit, tight, God-centered. That's what really keeps this thing together, and it's under the blessing of uh, Jesus and God that we continue. I chose Heritage for my children because my wife and I both went there. Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, encountering Jesus Christ. Join Heritage Christian Academy at their upcoming open house on Tuesday, January 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. For more information, visit heritageweb.org. This just in. I think Tom Brady's okay. Six for six for 57 yards on that first drive. It resulted in a field goal. So, now we'll see. Hey, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, back with another edition of the program we like to call The Closer. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, my friend and Northern Alliance Radio Network colleague, Mitch Berg, uh, says it probably better than anybody. When It's uh, Berg's seventh law, which he has cited quite often in his program. And I cite 
uh, often as well, with, <clears throat> of course, full accreditation to Mitch Berg, because it is called Berg's Seventh Law of Liberal Projection. When a leftist uh, uh, questions a conservative's ethics, love of country, and morality, they are at best projecting, and at worst, drawing attention away from their own misdeeds. Uh, nothing was more a perfect example of that than Senator Cory Booker, and Brandon, I'm going to call for that clip real soon, Senator Cory Booker questioning uh, Secretary of Homeland Security uh, Kirsten Nielsen. Uh, this was in light of President Trump's uh, Oval Office meeting a week or two ago where he allegedly used the word uh, that I can't say on the air, <coughs> crap hole, only he used the S-word version of that, uh, to describe some countries that they were discussing possibly allowing an influx of, of immigrants. And uh, I don't know, it's only a, this clip uh, from Cory Booker, it's only a couple of minutes long. I don't know how much of it I'll play, but I'll definitely singly, signal you to stop, Brandon, once I reach a certain point. So Senator Cory Booker questioning Secretary of Homeland Security Kirsten Nielsen. Supremacists targeted individuals for their religion. The commander-in-chief in an Oval Office meeting referring to people from African countries and Haitians with the most vile and vulgar language. That language festers. When ignorance and bigotry is allied with power, it is a dangerous force in our country. Your silence and your amnesia is complicity. Right now in our nation, we have a problem I don't know if 73% of your time is spent on white supremacist hate groups. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. That was a uh, responding to a security report where apparently uh, white supremacy is uh, wreaking so much havoc. Uh, Senator Booker ought to check his facts, and he could also check with his own, uh, the the leader of his own party in the House, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Hardly ever a mention of Antifa, which is comprised mostly of... Uh, of a bunch of uh, a bunch of white kids who don't like the fact that a conservative speaker is coming to campus, so they commit acts of violence and vandalism in order to thwart that. All right? Why? It, not nearly as prevalent as white supremacy, but you wouldn't know that the way some of these uh, reports are are bandied about. But again, uh, that's not re- the real issue here. Continue with this. Uh, I don't know. Seventy three percent of your time is spent concerned about the people in fear. In communities in this country, Sikh Americans, Muslim Americans, black Americans. Conservatives on campus. The fact pattern is clear of the threats in this country. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues, saying I've already answered that line of questions when tens of millions of Americans are hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. That's unacceptable to me. There are threats in this country. People plotting. I receive enough death threats to know the reality. Kamala receives enough death threats to know the reality. Maisie receives enough death threats to know the reality. And I've got a president of the United States whose office I respect, who talks about the countries of origins of my fellow citizens what, no mention of Nikki in the most despicable what? of manner. You don't remember. You can't remember the words of your ca- uh, commander-in-chief. I find that ex- unacceptable. All right, Mr. We'll, Chairman, okay. we'll stop I'm right grateful there. to be on this committee. All right. Well, we're happy for you. I wonder if uh, when he uh, responded with tears of rage of his buddy T-Bone held him as he cried. Uh, Google it, kids. Google it. Cory Booker and T-Bone. Go ahead and Google it. Um, all right. Mansplaining or not? Nah? I mean, that that this was he was going off on a woman here. And now I'm I'm inclined to think, look, Secretary of Homeland Security, that's not a a uh, low level entry level position. That's a pretty important position in today's environment. And so if there's some questionable things going on within an administration, I'm not opposed to a hard line of questioning at all. But this just seemed like he didn't like the answers he was receiving, and he just went off, pounded his fist, had this rage look on his face, did something what looked like, I don't know, spirit fingers. I don't know what he was doing there. But I hate to say, and this sounds like it's it's used ad nauseum on all conservative talk radio shows, and I hate to go down this line, but I hate to say it, but here, if that were a male conservative 
questioning a female leftist. Roles are reversed. Would not be called. Would he not be called a mansplainer or, or, or misogynist? Uh, Corker, a day later, was on uh, CNN's Jake Tapper. Uh, Jake Tapper asked this very line of questioning. Apparently, the RNC had broached uh, this very uh, narrative saying, yeah, that seemed an awful lot like mansplaining and very rude and overbearing and bullying. And uh, Cory Booker was asked this by CNN's Jake Tapper. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the Republican National Committee, uh, which this afternoon uh, nicknamed you derogatory uh, Cory. And they wrote, (laughs) um, picture it, a male Republican senator spends his entire 10 minutes mansplaining. The female DHS secretary about immigration policy throws around the term conscientious stupidity, yells at her the only time she tries to speak and concludes his diatribe without even asking her to respond. The RNC seems to be suggesting that when it comes to a male senator berating a woman cabinet official, that there's a double standard uh, depending on the political party. Well, first of all, I'm glad they're finally attacking me. Uh, They they attack senators almost every single day. Uh, But it's a little insulting to say that uh, I should be treating cabinet secretaries one way or another, depending upon their gender. Stop right there. Uh, Stop right there. Okay, Uh, this is the hell you progressives have created. This is the bed you've made. So sleep in it. Want some examples? How about when Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, Democrat from California, An African-American woman was questioning Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions, who was uh, in the nomination or in the uh, confirmation process for attorney general in the Trump administration. Kamala Harris asked Senator Sessions a question. Senator Sessions was in the midst of responding, and Kamala Harris kept interrupting because she didn't like the answer he was giving. And Senator Sessions is like, will you please? I get a little nervous. I'm trying to I'm trying to go with my stream of consciousness, convey my thoughts here. And you keep interrupting me and that this isn't helpful. And. The chair of the committee, uh, Senator Burr, Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina, and also uh, Senator John McCain, uh, Arizona, Republican of Arizona, both, as people put it, white men, white Republican men, basically were interrupting Kamala Harris and mansplained to her by saying, please let the, let the uh, Mr. Sessions finish his thought here. And they call that mansplaining, even though they're asking Kamala Harris to just use basic civility. Let Senator Sessions answer your question before you keep interrupting him. I understand you may not like the answer, but there's always there's there's time for follow-up questions. But yet apparently telling Kamala Harris to subscribe to basic civility is mansplaining. And of course, you've all heard this the the saying right uh at this day and age of uh, nevertheless, she persisted. This has become a battle cry for apparently embattled feminists. Nevertheless, she persisted, despite being uh, met with uh, misogyny at every turn. Nevertheless, she persisted. You know how that came about? Well, that came about when uh, Elizabeth Warren, again, Democrat, female senator out of Massachusetts, was using an old letter from the late Senator Kennedy as well as uh, the late Coretta Scott King, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, widow, uh, that was speaking, uh, shall we say, in a not-so-flattering light about Jeff Sessions back in 86. Apparently, Jeff Sessions was in line for a federal judgeship back about 30-plus years ago. And this was a, a very damning letter, and it basically was talking about how Jeff Sessions was a disgrace to the Justice Department. At this point... Uh, Mitch McConnell invoked a little-known rule, Rule 19 of the Senate, which basically says that no one is to disturb another in his speech by hissing, coughing, spitting, speaking, or whispering to another, nor to stand up or interrupt him, nor to pass between the speaker and the speaking member, nor to go across the chamber, walk up and down it, or to take books or papers from the clerk's table or right there. And it was also a way to not impute the character of your fellow senator. And Mitch McConnell finally had to cut Elizabeth Warren's mic, and he later came up and, 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 and explained. He says, look, this is the situation. We invoked Rule 19 where she was clearly violating a Senate rule. As arcane as it may be, she was violating the Senate rule. She was warned several times. Nevertheless, she persisted. And then Elizabeth Warren's supporters, Bobos, whatever you want to call them, picked it up and used that as sort of a battle cry. Okay. You could argue that these are very less egregious cases than what Cory Booker was invoking against this Kirsten Nielsen, Secretary of Homeland 
uh, Homeland Secretary, Department of Homeland Security Secretary. All right. But this is the standard that the Democrats create. Right. But when male Democrats mansplain or bully or give misogynistic tendencies by their own definition, well, no, it's it's hard question. We have to we have to uh, question the Trump administration every turn because resist or something. So again, once again, it's Democrats setting standards of interpersonal behavior that they are unable themselves to adhere to. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Coming back in mere moments, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Making the right financial choices is not always easy. Are you sure you're meeting your investment goals? Do you even have investment goals? Hi, I'm Kim Mitchell, investment advisor with Alpha Financial, a veteran-run business. Let us help you build an investment strategy to achieve your goals and realize your dreams. We evaluate alternatives and walk through the process to develop a plan that is in sync with your goals and market conditions. Call me at 612-860-8284. Together, we will review your plan's performance and make adjustments as needed to keep performance in line to achieve your goals. Alpha Financial Services, solutions you can trust, one dream at a time. Call me today at 612-860-8284 or kmitchell at alphafs.com. That is 612-860-8284 or kmitchell at alphafs.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Call Blue Ox Heating and Air now for their legendary $49 furnace tune-up. And if your furnace needs repair, the tune-up fee counts towards the cost. Ask about the no-breakdown all-winter guarantee. Call 7634-BLUE-OX or online at gobluox.com. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Snelling Heating brings you Narn hosts Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson for a live broadcast from Holes for Heroes on Medicine Lake in Plymouth on January 27th and White Bear Lake on February 3rd. Holes for Heroes is an ice fishing contest designed to honor our military both at home and abroad. See Mitch and Brad on the ice for Holes for Heroes January 27th and February 3rd from 1 to 3 p.m. Google Holes for Heroes for location details. Broadcast brought to you by Snelling Heating. Online at Snelling company.com Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m., it is The King Banyan Show. And replayed also on Sundays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, is heard on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, on Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition. I am the closer, closing out every Sunday, 2 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you Tuning into our broadcast says uh, coming up in March, we're going to be celebrating 14 years as the Northern Alliance Radio Network and uh, no signs of slowing down. And we, as always, we appreciate the support of you, the listeners, because that's what keeps us going, keeps us coming back. We appreciate it. We really do. 
Hey, by the way, speaking of our listeners, we know there are a number of you out there who are in leadership or a decision maker at your church or Christian school. And if that is indeed the case, you are invited to join us at the second annual Crisis and Security Summit, Wednesday, January 24th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Bloomington. Now, this free event features experts in the fields of preparing for and responding to a crisis, cybersecurity, physical security plans, and more. This event is free, but you must pre-register at am1280thepatriot.com. Again, this free event is brought to you in part by Henningsen and Snoxville Attorneys at Law and AM1280, The Patriot. Again, go to the website, check it out. You'll definitely want to sign up for it, and uh, it's uh, it's not a fun thing to think about, let's be perfectly honest, uh, especially in light of the shooting that took place at a Sutherland Springs to Czech Church a few months ago. But it's the reality of what we uh, of what we can potentially face today, so uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, I did want to take a segment. Of course, I mentioned at the, uh, at the top of the hour, I am in my 40th season as as being a Vikings fan. I remember the last time the Vikings were in the Super Bowl. It was January of 1977, 41 years ago. I was seven and a half years old in second grade. I, I don't really remember much of the hoopla surrounding it. Obviously, media isn't what it was, isn't what it is today. There was no cable television. There was no, of course, there was no internet, nothing like that. And if you would have asked me in second grade what the Vikings are, I would have been able to identify them as a football team, but not much else. My earliest recollection of Vikings football was the 1978 season. It was Fran Tarkenton's final year as Vikings quarterback. Of course, he was the Hall of Fame quarterback. He'd gone to be uh, enshrined in the Hall of Fame uh, after he retired. But he it, he was in his final season. And I remember watching a particular game. It's, it's scary how I remember the details of the game. Uh, my mom was part of a – my mom worked at 3M Corporation back then, and she was part of a football pool where you drop in a few bucks and you select a series of numbers. And if the final score – if the halftime score ends with the two numbers you selected, then you win the you win the money for whatever the prize was for halftime, and it is also a prize for the final score. So, like she – like the Vikings were playing the Seattle Seahawks this game. She had the numbers – Five and four for Seattle and seven and one for the Vikings. So if the finals, if the halftime score for Seattle ended in the number five or four, and the halftime score for the Vikings and ended in the number seven and or one, you know she'd win the whatever the amount of money was for halftime, and the same goes for the final. So I blame my mom for being a Vikings fan, long-suffering Vikings fan. We were talking about this last Sunday, and she she's remembered how my brother and I just got so hyped up watching Vikings games. We were in our downstairs family room and she heard crashing and banging and yelling and screaming and oh we we're just so into it. Still are, to be perfectly honest. And I say, well Ma, that's your fault because you know you brought home the football pool and of course you'd watch the games to see if your numbers came up. So that's the only reason I got into it. And I remember the game. It was week it was early in the season, like week four or five. They're playing in Seattle against the Seahawks. And the Vikings were up like twenty eight to nineteen. And I was feeling good. It's just like, you know, I, my Vikings are going to win. And then Seattle scored a touchdown to get within 28-26. They eventually got the back ball. They drove down the length of the field. And with three seconds left, they lined up for a field goal. And Efren Herrera, who was the Seattle kicker at the time, kicked a 19-yard field goal as time expired to give Seattle a 29-28 to win. And I was nine years old. Yeah, nine years old. I cried my eyes out. Cried my eyes out. No idea why. I never really got into football much. But yet, I saw how my mom, again, she wasn't a huge football fan. I mean, she wasn't a screaming lunatic or everything, but she's like, oh, come on, Vikes, come on, you gotta, you know. And then when they lost, I I cried my eyes out. And it was from that day forward that I was that emotionally invested in the Vikings. And, of course, in the 40 years I've been watching them, they've never once gone to a Super Bowl. Not once. Not once. I watched live the 1987 NFC Championship game when it was fourth and one from the two-yard line. So if they got to the one-yard line, it would have been first and goal, and they would have had four cracks to tie the game with a touchdown. They were down 17-10 to to the Redskins, less than a minute to go. It was fourth and one. And Wade Wilson hit Darren Nelson with a pass. Darren Nelson caught it near the goal line. Even if he would have been stopped short, it would have been first and goal from that point. Darren Nelson dropped the ball at the one. 
Daryl Green hit him to ensure that he couldn't catch the bobble, and the game was over. And I remember that. They were that close, that close to going to the Super Bowl, and they ended up losing. This and doesn't it, sound good. Yeah. So I remember that. I remember that. And later on, Daryl Green, you know, he was the one who made the big hit, Hall of Fame corner. Well, he he was breaking down that particular play. What had happened was Anthony Carter, he recognized a pattern. Anthony Carter was supposed to go to the deep corner of the end zone, and Daryl Green would follow him. But Daryl Green said, well, what happened was Anthony Carter cut off his route early. He stopped in the middle of the end zone instead of the back corner. Had he gone to the back corner like he was supposed to, I, Daryl Green, would have followed him. Darren Nelson would have probably hung on to the ball. I wouldn't have got there in time. He probably scores a touchdown. So I'm thinking, oh, so Anthony Carter costs us a chance to maybe tie the game? You know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Fast forward 11 years. I don't need to really go over that. Probably the worst loss in Vikings history. They go through a record-setting offensive year, 15-1. and They blow out the Arizona Cardinals in the divisional game. They were 11.5-point favorites over the Atlanta Falcons in the championship game. Now, Atlanta was 14-2. and They were now slouches. So I was surprised the point spread was 11 points. I felt the Vikings were going to win. I was confident the Vikings would win, but they didn't. But the 11 points was still too big a spread. So you all remember the story. Less than two minutes ago, Vikings are up 27-20. to Gary Anderson comes on for a 39-yard field goal. He makes it. They're up by two scores. They clinched the, a berth in the Super Bowl. Now remember, Gary Anderson that year didn't miss an extra point, didn't miss a field goal, of any, didn't miss a kick of any kind, whether it be minicamp, training camp, preseason, regular season, postseason, didn't miss a kick of any kind ever anywhere. Until that particular one that would have put them up by 10 points. He missed it just wide left. 39-yard attempt. And right then and there, even though the Vikings were up by 7 points, I sank in my chair and I said, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. Sure enough, Atlanta drove the length of field, tied the game late. And the Vikings, despite having two timeouts and the ball at the 25 and an explosive offense, chose to take an E and to go into overtime instead of trying to get back in field goal range. And, of course, they end up losing on a field goal in overtime, 1998 championship game. Two years later, 2000, that's 41 donut. They were never in that one, so it's hard to be devastated by that because they were literally down 14 to nothing before they took an offensive snap. I talked about it in the pre-show. What happened in that game is the Giants got the opening kickoff. They drove the length of the field. They went through, Kerry Collins and company went through the Vikings defense like a hot knife through butter, and they end up scoring a touchdown. They're up 7 to nothing. And the ensuing kickoff, I don't remember for the life of me who the kickoff returner was. I could look it up. But the, the ensuing kickoff, the kick returner let it fall in front of him and then it bounced away from him and then the Giants recovered it because of course on a kickoff you don't need to touch the ball it's a live ball as long as it goes past 10 yards the Giants recovered it scored like a play or two later and it's 14 to nothing and I turned off the TV I looked turned to my wife and I said well what else do you want to do today <laughs> and of course they ended up going down halftime 34 to nothing lost 41 donut 2009 get Brett Favre they go to 12 and 4 regular season Destroy Dallas in the divisional playoff. They were underdogs against New Orleans. You knew it would be a tough game, but it looked good because they held New Orleans and Drew Brees to 257 yards of total offense. That defense stepped up, did its job. Les Frazier, the defensive coordinator, devised a brilliant game plan. Unfortunately, the Vikings had five turnovers. The final one was Brett Favre throwing across his body when they were in field goal range, tied at 28, less than 30 seconds to go. Favre, instead of running ahead in all that real estate and running out of bounds, throws across his body. It's picked off by Tracy Porter, goes to overtime. They never see the ball again. Boom. They uh, they end up losing the game 31-28. And, of course, there's the Seattle game from two years ago. Blair Wall shanks a 27-yard field goal that would have given them the win. And it's at that point where Vikings fans just throw up their hands and say, we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. I bring all that up to say I was – I watched all of those games and suffered through all those stomach-punch, gut-wrenching losses. I bring all that up to say, after the Vikings won last week on the Minneapolis Miracle, they're calling it, 10 seconds, Case Keenum hits uh, Stephon Diggs at the Saints' 35-yard line, and Marcus Williams misses the tackle, whiffs on him, and Diggs has a presence of mind to stay in bounds because the play is designed to get out of bounds as soon as possible because they don't have any timeouts. Dig Caesars, no one in front of him, takes off, scores as time expired. I'm ashamed to admit this. When the Saints took a 24-23 lead, I turned the game off. I, I said, I can't watch anymore. What I did is I, well, turned to a Breaking Bad marathon. God's, God's truth. 
turned to the Breaking Bad Marathon. And I would occasionally flip over to NFL Network. And at the time, they had a panel on NFL Network waiting for the game to get over because they can't show highlights till the game is over. And there was, I don't remember the guy's name. There was one guy, the host of the panel, and then you had former players who I thought was Nate Burleson, former Viking, and Terrell Davis, Hall of Fame running back with the Denver Broncos. And I had the, I had it on mute. And, and they showed the score at the bottom, 24-23, with like 14 seconds left. And the guy, the host of the show, kind of pats Nate Burleson's chest, his heart, saying, man, you okay, you okay? And, is it Chris well, Rose, maybe? I, no, it wasn't Chris Rose. I, I know Chris Rose. No, it was not him. Sure. And, and it's just like, oh, man, it's glad Nate's still pulling for his Vikings, but this has to be gut-wrenching. And so I turned away, and then a few minutes later I turned back, and I see kind of Nate with his with his him shaking his head, just he looked devastated. And I'm like, oh no, they must have lost. So I turned back to Fox just in time to see all the Vikings in the tunnel mobbing each other. I'm like, and I see the score, 29-24. I'm like, they won? What they won? How? How did that happen? How did that happen? So I quick turn back to NFL Network. I, I take it off mute. I later realize that's not Nate Burleson. That's former Saints Reggie Bush. So that's why he was so devastated. I'm like, it makes sense now. I, for some reason, I thought that was Nate Burleson. No, it was Reggie Bush. And after they scored the winning touchdown, I saw it on YouTube later. Bush kind of walked around. He's like, oh, this de- that didn't just happen. That did not just happen. That did not just happen. And it's just, I, I remember saying to my wife, she heard me from the other room because she doesn't like being around me when I watch football because I pace and, and everything else. And she came back and said, what happened? What happened? I told her they won. She said, they did not. Quit kidding me. They did not win. I'm like, I couldn't say anything. I just point to the TV. I'm like, uh, score. Look at the score. That's the most Minnesotan response ever. 29, they did not. 29-24. And, and, and the first words out of my mouth after that was, my team does not win games like this. They lose games like this. Look, Listen to the heartbreaking losses I just described to you just in that previous few minutes. They lose games in that fashion. My te- They don't win games like this. They, this doesn't happen to them. So... For all of the uh, Vikings fans who are jumping up and down and tweeting at Sean Payton and Drew Brees and other Saints fans, it didn't. It never occurred to me to engage in Schadenfreude, take pleasure in their pain. You know why? Because I've been there. I know what it's like. And when Sean Payton, after the game, he got up at the podium and he just kind of said, "Well, this tough loss. It'll take a while to get over." The only thing I could say is, "Trust me, Coach. I know. I'm a, and I'm just a fan. I'm not even a player. I can't imagine what a coach goes through." Okay, but. To give Sean Payton and Drew Brees credit, they at least got the piece of jewelry on their hand. They at least got a Super Bowl ring they could take solace in that. When my team has suffered those kind of losses, we can't even take solace in the fact that they don't have a Super Bowl trophy. Heck, until this past July, liquor stores weren't even open on Sundays. Okay? So that's one solace we can take. If the Vikings come up short today, at least liquor stores are open. (laughs) 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also uh, weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag NARN. Coming up with one final segment here on the broadcast. In mere moments, go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Do you need to catch up on your life savings and investments? Do you know that right now we are very likely in the first year of a new bull market? William O'Neill, editor of the Investor's Business Daily and author of many great stock trading books, has said that the most money is made in the first year of a new bull market. My family has believed this and experienced it for many generations. I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've taught our family methods of stock trading and investing in most of the major cities around the nation for many years with the goal of having many of our clients trade for a living. You don't have to do that unless you want to fire your boss, but wouldn't it be great to take the confusing world of investing and find it understandable, even simple and fun? That is what can happen when you attend a Tradeway event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn how the stock market works, how to spot patterns, how to know when to buy and sell a stock, how to even know how to pick your own stocks, and when it might be better to stay in cash. 
You'll leave the event more confident in your family's financial future and secure in Tradeway's ability to support you along the way. You can bring your entire family for only $99.95. Plus, you'll receive an extra ticket to bring a friend. And at the end of the two days, if you don't love it, you can get your money back. doesn't get better than that. So come take your first step to financial freedom and attend our live two-day event called Step One, Start Your Journey. Coming to the Sheraton Bloomington, January 26th and 27th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Pastor. You're searching online for that perfect sermon series that your congregation will really enjoy and benefit from, but you just can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give SermonSearch.com a try. SermonSearch is packed with sermon outlines from revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. You'll also find images, videos, and analogies to complement your presentation of God's message. Be inspired to study, create, and proclaim with SermonSearch.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. So we got a game in New England, huh? Jacksonville's are up 7-3 in New England territory at the 32. Cats and Duval are holding their own. Blake Bortles is 11 of 13 with 132 yards already. One touchdown pass. He's having himself a game. Wow. Uh, I'll just say this. If if it ends up being Vikings-Jaguars and you think, oh, phew, we don't have to play the Patriots, uh, that'd be a mistake. If you can beat Pittsburgh and New England back-to-back weeks in the postseason, you're legit. You're legit. Well, that defense you already know is legit. All you had to do is watch them during the regular season. But then to beat Pittsburgh and New England back-to-back. So all I'd say is if you're a Vikings fan, and, and, and you know myself included, and, you, and the Vikings get the Super Bowl, um, careful what you wish for because Jacksonville looks legit. Again, it's it's early second quarter. I get that, but oof, boy, they got something going on. That's all I'll say. Uh, uh, only got about five minutes left. I did want to get back to a little bit of a local politics. I had the opportunity to attend a gubernatorial forum uh, this past Thursday up in my home city of Ramsey. The five Republican uh, gubernatorial candidates came up for a candidate forum. We had, it was held at uh, Ramsey City Hall. And, you know, I I've, I know Jeff Johnson pretty well. I've gotten to know Matt Dean a little bit. Both have been on the been on the radio show. Uh, Keith Downey's yet to be on the radio show, but I'm obviously familiar with his work. He was a, uh, I believe he served two terms in the state legislature. He was elected in 2008 and 2010. And he was also state Republican Party chair from 2013 to 2017. So these are known commodities to me. Um, the folks I was interested in hearing more from, well, Philip Parrish, I've got to be a little bit familiar with. Uh, I, I felt going in that Philip Parrish is probably the one who has the least chance to win a statewide election of the five candidates remaining. And nothing I heard Thursday night changed that sentiment. And again, Mr. Parrish is welcome to come on the broadcast because I don't publicly endorse candidates because, number one, no one cares what I think. And secondly, I want all the candidates to come on the radio show because this is kind of my own personal vetting process as well as the listeners having an opportunity, assuming all of my listeners are Republicans. But the one I'm really intrigued to hear from a little bit more is Mary Giuliani Stevens. She is the mayor of Woodbury. I believe she's been the mayor of Woodbury since about 2011. And if you know me, you know I eschew identity politics for the most part. But I can't help but think, wouldn't it be a coup if the Republicans were responsible for the first ever female governor in the state of Minnesota's history, would that not make some heads explode? Now, again, that's not so that's a terrible criteria for a candidate. You know, if if Miss Ju- uh, Mary Giuliani Stevens, if there are some issues about which I'm uncomfortable and don't feel like we'd be as aligned as, say, I would be aligned with, uh, I don't know, just throw out a name, Jeff Johnson. OK, well, then I'm going to support Jeff Johnson based on policy reasons, okay? But I I like what I, I, you know, basically 
all of these candidates said the same thing. You know, they're all looking to find an alternative to Minsure, and they're all looking to, you know, uh, abolish the, the, the Met Council, you know, a bunch of unelected bureaucrats that are, that are making decisions that they shouldn't be, and, and obviously addressing the, the terrible infrastructure uh, in, in, in the Twin Cities where we're spending millions and millions and millions on light rail and mass transit that does nothing to alleviate congestion. And they're all pretty well aligned there. So I guess what I'm saying is regardless of who the nominee is, I can definitely throw my full support behind that nominee, particularly given who the Democrats are putting up there. But I did uh, reach out to Mary Giuliani Stevens' uh, campaign manager. I gave him my card, and so she's going to be on the broadcast. Obviously, Jeff Johnson and Matt Dean both came on the broadcast during the Minnesota State Fair, and they'll be on again, And uh, as well, hopefully all the candidates. They're all welcome to come on. And heck, all the Democrats are welcome to come on too. I'm just saying, uh, they never, no no Democrat ever. I think R.T. Ryback is the only Democrat that is elected official that's ever come on. He was on with Mitch a number of years ago. May have been before I even had my show. So obviously, we're open to having Democrats on as well. But I, I I'm very intrigued to hear hear some more. I don't know what kind of support she can garner. Uh, it's going to be an uphill battle just simply because her name is not that well known. But given that she what she's done in the in the city of Woodbury, she has a record as an executive, and that obviously that will be scrutinized, and uh, certainly she'll have to uh, answer any uh, any questions that she may get thrown at her regarding her tenure there. But uh, I definitely want to hear more. Again, it's not an endorsement because all the others, uh, I have a pretty good, I have some, I feel like I have some pretty good insight, but I still would like to talk to him on a one-on-one basis here on the radio show. And that's the advantage of uh, having my, my own show here on the Northern Alliance radio network. So we shall see. Well, I've only got about 20 seconds left to go. Uh, uh, every time I think about the game tonight, I, I, I get the, I get the proverbial butterflies going in the stomach, man. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I am nervous uh, because the Vikings have a legitimate chance for the first time in 41 years to go to a Super Bowl, And, I'm nervous. I picked the Vikings to win 17-13 to because I think it's going to be a long, hard struggle, defensive battle. That's what I'm going with. Vikings 17-13. to Skull Vikings, bring it home. Let's bring the Super Bowl home to U.S. Bank Stadium here in two weeks. Man, what a what an unbelievable two-week party that will be if that happens. So, Skull Vikes, Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn on. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Prolife Across America. The Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Prolife Across America at one 800 366 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-life Across Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. New Year's bring new ideas. Starting in 2018, one of Lucky's corporate goals is to be more involved in the community. That's why I'm proud to announce the Cups for Cops campaign. Starting this month and running the balance of this year, come into any Lucky Stations, purchase any fountain or coffee drink, and we'll make a donation to Gallagher's Army, which supports the families of fallen police officers. Lucky's Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. Lucky's Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. You see, owner Scott Stevens and his family welcome the opportunity to earn your business. Fill up at Lucky Station today. Lucky Station, providing service for the customer and support for the community. Best wishes and Happy New Year. Now there's a Lucky Station near you. Find them online at LuckyStations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. 
If you'd rather hide under the covers than go shopping for your next vehicle, here's great news. Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC has one of the top customer satisfaction ratings in the nation. They will treat you right. They price their vehicles, not their customers. So you get the very best value possible from Hudson Chevrolet GMC. Don't go west. Take the 10-minute drive from the 494-694 crossroads for great cars, great people, and a great experience every time. Hudson Chevrolet GMC. At HudsonChev.com, find new roads. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like Johnny and June. We've been talking about Jackson. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. This is AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.